0: And a good afternoon, welcome to the Dueno Podcast. We're on location here, none other than the Gabba here in Brisbane for episode twenty twelve of the Dueno Podcast. First time we've been on location anywhere and first time that I've actually got today's guest um, in the flesh with me over my right-hand shoulder. We actually tried to film this via Skype, but they didn't want a bar of it. I'm guessing it's um, a bad impression on Shory's part, wearing a bod, cat, mix. hat, mixed. Well, let's put it this way. Queensland head attire does not mix with Mullum Bimby shirt attire. He's in just this piece of cloth, which is like three buttons down, and it looks like he's just pulled it off some backpacker out in the middle of Mullum Bimby. But whatever fusion goes together, he's trying to be a Queenslander. He hasn't been shut up with Powderfinger all night. So I guess masks don't keep you immune from really bad Powderfinger songs. As you can hear here, we're... This is Josh Hazelwood coming in the bowl. Oh, yeah. Australia just took a wicket. It's currently five for 167, and it's literally the third ball after the, the lunch break. As I made Metro, I'm here with Michael Shaw. So, Shawry, episode, episode 22 of the Dueno podcast. How are you been? And firstly, shall i say congrats on being the NRRR board too. So you, you got some eyes and ears now, which is what you like to do at the best of times.
1: I do, I don't bring any discernible skills, just get my eyes and ears to the ground and um, feed out information and see how we can be of assistance. It's pretty sensational being here at my first ever test match at the Gabba. 20 seconds before we press record on this, Steve Smith just took a jumping catch from first slip, bobbled it, caught, and, yeah, where would you rather be paying $10 for a mid-strength beer than at the Gabba on a Sunday afternoon? Well, you love it, mate. Like, you,
0: as I said, you were um, coming into the ground here today. Um, you're, just, you're staying here tonight in some place that looks like a bit of a watch house, and you're paying 55 a night. You think that's a win, but, mate, you just go down the West End and just um, tell a bouncer, piss off, and you'll get there <laughs> a, a, a stay for free tonight. Or even if you don't wear your mask today, you probably would have got a free stay in that watch house.
1: Hey, court, I'm trying to maintain a very clean record. Uh, so next time I do go to court, uh, <laughs> the judge will let me off lightly. So, yeah. So I'll fork up the $55 for the salubrious room at the Cliff Hotel Motel in Kangaroo Point, and I will be able to stumble, uh, stumble back there to my room after a day's play of the fourth and final test match.
0: So we're here at the Gabba... In Brisbane, who would have thought seven days ago, Shory, sure, that this place was under lock and key? But the greatest city in the world, mate, you can't keep this place under lock and key for too long. But it's great that we're here with a beat, fifty percent capacity, and um, you wouldn't even know. It, like, no, we we could easily you you, you believe that we're at hundred percent capacity with
1: with the voice that we got here. We're at day three of the the test match here. Certainly is. I'm looking in my binoculars directly across from us. We got the Sound of Summer, Jim Maxwell, Andrew Moore, Ian <laughs> Healy. So is Andrew Moore here? Like, he's look, here. well, mate, he did the. He's
0: been in Sydney, so how did he get um, a special exemption? The Prime Minister these days can't get an exemption to Queensland.
1: You are right. He's not in Queensland. He's calling. He's calling this remotely. remotely. Yeah, he's calling.
0: And remotely. for your and for his sake, probably a good thing because you're here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I might, I might go over and stalk him and um, ask him for tips on how to be a better commentator, something that probably is not going to hurt me or you. Well, let's put it this way, Shory, is, um
0: Today's a bit of Sesame Street theme. We've got a bit of alphabet here. So we're at the GABBA. We're drinking XXXX at AM, AA in the PM. And the ABC will be looking for an RAV, RVO on YOU. I know
1: you like that one. It sounds like an Eminem song,
0: doesn't it? Yeah, mate. Oh, but well, look, I mean, that's the thing. Like, the dress sense today, like, we're talking about mask before. It's, um... And I'll, I'll put some photos up on here. We tried to do... We have tried...
1: <clears throat> a bit of crowd noise. I tried to do the... Were, were they... Uh, I think they were cheering you a joke, not at the cricket. <laughs> well
0: we will put some photos up here anyway on the audio version, but um, if I had to dress how I had about 12 months ago, today it's
1: like, obviously, because with the masks and everything, it looks like I'm about to do an arm rob. It does, you got your your mask on. And just going back to my shirt, this is not a Mullum Mimbi Hippie backpacker shirt. This is actually Ringers Western from uh, Outback WA, this is what real blokes wear out in the bush, mate. <laughs> None of your inner city lefty soy latte sipping nonsense. Oh mate, you'd know about that in certain ways and one you keep a, to- a close knit on the-, the community. No, it's fantastic here, we've got Cummins into to bowl. We are at the Gabba, it was scorching hot yesterday. Very happy with the temperature and the conditions today. And yeah, I'm just as happy as the proverbial peak right now. So as I said, we're well, coming in today.
0: Um, so we had to do about a 20 minute walk from Shorey's watch house, wherever he's staying. And um, basically the security here, they, you'll get in the third degree. They basically wanted to know what you're having for lunch because let's face it, um, you basically brought a picnic today. You brought your artichokes and your, your dried mullumbimbi. Was it Bangalow? What, whatever, what's the most hippie place in in the Byron Now I've been out of there for about two months now. So what's the-
1: they Bay Olive Company. Yeah. So Byron Bay Olive Company, shout out. It's one of my major sponsors. They do me up a nice mix of sun-dried tomatoes, artichokes, dried calamata olives, some chili olives, and just some nice olive bread to dip that into. And it's an enjoy, a nice little salami. So what do you, what do you reckon it costs more, a
0: beer you're drinking today or the piece of bread with um, a bit of oil, a bit of Bangalore or
1: Thai algum or Nuri oil from Harvest? Mate, the olive, the antipasta mix was... $11 and my beer is $10.50. So I see where there's, there's more value in those uh, olives are I'll, I'll still I'll just stick to the
0: 4 and 20 pine the bucket of chips I'm about to have later but the other thing I was talking about with the security side of things so you did bring a sign in and this is what um, was the unfortunate fact we tried to do a video and tr- can't really show it, but we'll, we'll get pictures and put it up in here as I made mention but um, it was just unfortunate that um, we can't show you but there's a you did bring in a sign in and you basically got the, the roller the you know the third degree with some security at the front here so tell us a bit about that
1: so as we know if you've been reading the news for the past hundred years there are some um, we've got a bit of an issue with races here in Australia so and especially at the cricket last couple of tests been a bit of an uproar so I thought I'd bring a nice sporting sign um, I can't write or draw at all, so I got my lovely wife to write it up for me. It says, India, thank you for the fantastic cricket, (laughs) which is lovely. Uh, Just got a couple of nice comments from some Indian fans in the crowd, and the security (laughs) had to go over. We had three different people deciphering it. They wanted to see if it was some smart ass racist, excuse me, excuse my French sign. We're doing a clean show here, Dwayne tells me. so, yes, they went over it. They made sure I had no markers in my oh. pockets. I wasn't going to adjust the sign. Uh, but, yeah, we're through. But, oh, after, after I've just been, we had the camera crews from uh, the TV stations come over. And as I've sent this photo on to my friends and family, they've picked up that we've got a spelling mistake on it. So, not, <laughs> not only are the Indians going to think we're a bunch of racists, they're going to think we're illiterate as well. So that noise in the crowd you heard, that was
0: Labashane about to just, I think he just dropped one. What a beautiful day here on a Sunday. Who would have thought, and I have speaking in previous podcasts, I even spoke in the one last Sunday, Shory. that COVID, and you're probably going to hear over the PA, that's one thing. Powderfinger and Shory is not the only thing that's repetitive today. It's over the PA, Detol. Clean hands. Good PR exercise. And look, I'm not going to lie. I've got a little tiny bottle of Dettol in my left pocket here. Um, as well as my marks. We're all doing the right thing. But sure, as I was saying, that um, as we just, we'll just just wait for... I think this is Hazelwood coming into bowl. Oh, yeah. And that glides away for four. The crowd's pretty split here, though, sure, as far as, far as noise goes. Anyway.
1: Yeah, certainly. It's, I mean... Indians have such a long history of with Australia of uh, migrating here, living here, or whatever you say. I'm just noticing three quarters of all the security guards here Indian uh, of Indian origin as well, as far as I can tell. So yeah, it's good. That's what I love about this. Just playing India with such different cultures and communities, but come together for the love of this game. And India really held us to the medal in this series and it's a draw it's an even test uh thus far with us winning one them winning one and a draw and then this is a decider what better test match to be at
0: i was saying before i was joking before saying that how i the abc are putting an rvo out on you (laughs) you were basically saying to me in the first 10 minutes this morning you're basically and i don't know how the fuck you did it but you spotted jim maxwell between in this glass which is just basically like tinted to the tinted to the nines so you spotted him hang on and also i was listening like and i don't listen to abc much if at all i mean i basically got spotify blasting especially when hate breeds new albums out and i've just been putting that on so i was driving back from balner what was it on friday and then just as i approached the border at kira And in the line, I just thought, shit, I'll check check the cricket score. And um, the commentators there were saying, Michael from Mullumbimby saying, I'm looking forward to my first cricket game. That first, first, I literally turned it on for 30 seconds to check the fucking score. And here it is. Michael, I am so looking forward to my first ever cricket game. Now, the thing is, too, you also ask them what is fun to do in Brisbane on Sunday, you know you got my number. <laughs> I don't, you know i spent enough time up here. But you want to do it by the ABC profile.
1: Well, tell me, where should I be going after the cricket? Because for me, I'm turning this into a holiday. This, this could get a bit serious for me up here, Dwayne. I don't have any responsibilities uh, on the first half of this week. Got a cheap motel room in Brisbane. I had a car full of gas had a couple of bob in my pocket. Tell me, what should I be doing?
0: Well, I mean... And obviously, where
1: well the restrictions
0: are now, you're just wearing a mask inside. So let me just tee on it a bit. I'm thinking pre-COVID. So, um, well, of course, there was we got a mutual friend in Jamie Piercy Pierce, Tomato Head, is what we call him. I remember we I came up here for the mundane John Wayne Parr fight about a year, just over a year ago, just out up the street here at the convention center, and our other mutual mate Desi Springfield Hornery dragged us via pierce he dragged us out to a little bar called the milk bar yep and we were having bourbon and cokes all night and um so there's that so i think the west end if you just want something a bit secluded but fun of course there's no concerts on or anything at the moment still but um as i said i find yourself at the west end or south bank's always good for a feed it's probably meets your um connoisseur connoisseur likes when it comes to the food steaks anyway
1: yeah, I think we've got a flash restaurant. I wouldn't mind going to a bit of a a uh, Brisbane institution. I, I have, the reason I say that because I heard the ABC lads talking about a Greek joint near the Gabba they go to. Um, but also on Vulture Street. So there's obviously the hotels down near the Suncorp Stadium. Yeah, there's actually a couple. There's, um,
0: I'm just, because I went to the State of Origin there like when it was, we stayed Somewhere just before South Bank you had to cross the bridge but um it was I
1: Mean you could always go to
0: the Grand Chancellor. That's getting a bit of a look in at the moment.
1: Yeah, I'll have a look around I'll I'll look for fine dining options. I brought a pair of long pants along uh, as well as the shorts and thongs, so we might go out somewhere flash tonight. I'm surprised he didn't go to the Magic Millions yesterday, up at um down in my
0: neck of the woods. Um, our uh, other mutual mate Mitchell the King Krauss was there and he was um injecting vodka cruises down his gullet. Literally, he had some kind of, I was looking at his Instagram story yesterday and he had some kind of injecting mechanism and
1: he's paying the price for it this morning. I was working so I think the millions might be running today as well aren't they or they're just packing up because the market I, ho- I attend on a Sunday uh, One of the markets is at the racecourse and they're closed due to the major millions
0: so um, As I made mention here. We're at the Gabba What a cracking day. I think we picked the right day to come here sure it was um we still got planes flying overhead and I had to drop my sister off yesterday down. And, um, she's headed back to Melbourne, which is, I said in last week's podcast, it was a bit of a saga for her. But it's just reassuring to see now we've got planes in the sky, even there's some travel restrictions with COVID. There
1: are, I oh, don't let it get to me, Duane. We talk about COVID all day and all yeah. night, but, which is why I'm here. But, but is the lovely thing, like, Especially when you're old buggers like you and I now, as we've said, we've got we've got seats free in front of us, we've got seats free behind us and next to us. No one has to listen to us recording a silly podcast, <laughs> and we don't have any yahoos causing commotion around us. It's quite lovely, isn't it? And when you go to the pub, you get to sit down.
0: That's right. Well, I mean, I guess, I actually did say that in the podcast last week, where um, oh, oh, sure. I think I was showing my. Oh, How good's Nathan Lyon?
1: You, you, you know what's the best thing so far about coming to the cricket? Is hearing the sound of the bat on the ball. It sounds that much better oh, it's in great. person. It's great. But, um,
0: yeah, as I was saying, Shory, I think I was showing my age last week. So I was talking to Nick, uh, Nick Blom, who um, bit around about the same age as us. And um, I was telling him the best thing that ever happened was social distancing yeah. and sitting down at concerts. I know I was the most ruthless <laughs> mosh pitter in the, in the Byron Bay hardcore days. I've got scars all over my face because of Parkway Drive's early days. And um, but now I'm just happy just to sit in my rear and just appreciate the music and appreciate this kind of stuff. And um, but it's different now when we're doing footy commentary.
1: It, it is. But yeah, well, it's not too much different. Doing the commentary is fine, and people are at home and they're watching it on YouTube. Tune into in our YouTube stream for the NRRL page to get all the updates of what's going on there. Um, uh, and thanks before I think you made mention of my addition to the board. So. Yeah, I was
0: going to say that. So, um, how did that all come about?
1: How it all came about? We've been doing the commentating for about two seasons now, and so we're involved in the game somewhat. Um, in terms of the media a little bit. We're doing the podcast. I do know that um, the secretary of the RL, Tanya Booth, she reached reach out to you in the past and see if you would be interested because you do have so many ideas and input and feedback to the game and you just didn't have, quite have the time. And the, Plus, like, oh, it's not logistics. so much... It's now a logistic... Well, I mean, look, now I'm on the goal
0: case now, so... Um, yeah, I mean, it's... Um, for me, it's always something that, sure, it's something I'd give a crack, but nothing more than a logistic thing. I'm on the, not only am I on the Gold Coast, I'm on the wrong end of the Gold Coast, and it's just a juggling act now. But it's it's in good hands now. Like it's even in better hands now, shall I say? It was always in good hands, but it's in better hands now that we've got the likes of say you there um, having a say.
1: Well, and I've just recently done a course with the Australian Institute of Company Directors and so I've learned a few of the rules and one of the rules are, if you are advising me in any what sense or give me any feedback into what my decisions are, oh. you legally become a honorary board member in a sense. Yeah. So now
0: that... We're, so we're here in the second session and we're, as we're recording this. And um, this is when, you know, I will just wait for Hazel with the boulders ball, but I'll give it the... Oh, oh what a shot. Nice shot. Right. Probably deserved too, but um, this is when all the fun starts to begin. So normally, because this is... I've done Ash's test matches before. Um, normally I'd be falling asleep by now but I'm actually liven up because I've got you here and I think that's the only thing that was missing but for me it's um, the second session with the sun reaching its peak and it, and then you have about 7 or 8 um, overpriced 4Xs in your, in your bloodstream this is when the, the party starts to crack and now we're all seeing over my right shoulder of all the sombreros and people playing dress up and as I said normally i'll be playing dress up if i like with my bandana mask and my camo hat and but this is when this is when the it starts getting lively and then then it's bedtime for either um the old timers or the 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 people that haven't really run the gauntlet before so you and i have run a few gauntlets (laughs) in, in our time but at the same time i was I sort of worry about that in a sense that um, coming here, I was thinking, I was even saying to you, even just last week, where am I going to last a full day at this bloody thing? Because um, being what it is and, you know, it's six days in the sun and just being a little bit social anxious now with the COVID thing. But even like some festivals now, like I remember going to a festival last year when Parkway Drive headline out at the R N A Showgrounds. It was a day just like this this was when it was like really 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 smoky just after the bushfires but about similar weather probably a little bit hotter and I normally thrive on festivals I was about to go home after the first hour but then after three o'clock when bad religion played had about seven or eight beers in me by this point I was ready to just they found my second stretch and just like enjoyed the rest of the afternoon cricket's no different
1: we got a question for you, Dwayne. I know you're a, you're a festival goer and you're a gambling man. So, <laughs> so, no, no. So, I want I want you to play bookmaker with me for a second. Sure. What are the odds of the Blues Fest going ahead this year?
0: Blues Fest. Um, okay, so we're okay. So it's in Byron Bay. Yep. Four months away. Now, we've got to remember: here's the other thing. Festivals haven't really reeked its head here, but they've. Queensland's booked a whole bunch of shit up here. Like, I think there's some watered-I say watered-down punk festival. They they I forget what it's the name of it's called. It's in May at Metricon. But. And this is debatable. I'll just wait for the PA to. to
1: just another I'll add we're not sponsored by Dettol use alternate brands for sanitising
0: you know what's a good brand is um, the, the mob in Lismore they sell it at the IGA um, that lemon myrtle brand that I fucking love it we were using it in footy commentary like before right,
1: so it's not a clean podcast anymore we're allowed to swear oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was back that was back when <laughs> we had, but okay back to your question so if in Queensland sure I'd say that they'd find a way but they people would be seating if they can have a seating plan and you've got to remember New South Wales is a bit more under the farm than Queensland because they're still breaking out with cases. But if it was held in a like a stadium like a mini stadium, even like a like a say a C bus stadium, it would go ahead. But I'm thinking it they're gonna to have to do well. I mean, and look, anyone that can do it, it's New South Wales Health.
1: Well, you haven't answered the question. Can you please give me the odds? The odds? Yeah. Well, it depends. Well, as it stands now, what are the odds?
0: Are we talking money, or are you just talking by a parameter,
1: or? No, no. So, what's, it what's, what's a pain? What's a go-ahead pain? I'd
0: say. Sorry, I'm just waiting for the crowd to disperse. It's noise, so I'm going to say two, somewhere in the low two dollars. Wow. And I'm basing that upon social distancing. Like, you'd think now that they've had some time now to arrange something like that. It's in a regional area. Yep. It's just, it just depends on how much they're willing to police it.
1: Um, Problem is they might have to change the venue. Change of venue? I think they actually own the venue. The or- I think their only shot
0: at it is, you know something. I don't think it's logistically possible. Actually, I'm going to change my mind. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's. Um, if they had it at somewhere like an Oaks Oval or a Sinus Setting, and people were seated, and then you're talking multiple stages, mm. and they're only going to let a thousand people in, they could probably. It would go ahead in the sense of safety, where it's like you have. You could potentially have. I don't know. You could. You can have it in the sense where it's you let X amount of people through, and then you can, for a cheaper amount of money, offer like a, a live stream. We were talking actually, I mean, I'm, I'm coming with ideas for it to go ahead. And so I spoke with Nick last week's podcast. We were talking about, we were talking about how, how because he's not really a really big sports person. So I told him about how we do things live stream sports wise. But at the same time, I would like to see that involved with music too same cup of, sort of cup of tea so I'd like to see that involved in music and you wouldn't charge full tilt for it but and um, so I would think like you could offer a
1: beautiful shot. just a fantastic straight drive for four by the Indians five for 179 chasing 369 looks like a long a hard task but yeah, you say the music—I love it too. It's just so expensive to get all the live streaming and the camera equipment stuff in there. But I—and I don't know—would I would I pay for a show that I'm not at? Would I pay five dollars when I can listen to their perfectly produced album on, on my Spotify or iTunes stream? That—that's a question for me. My favourite current band at the moment is the Teskey Brothers. They just they having a go here, catch. Yeah, so for me, it's like,
0: well, it's the same sort of um, proof of the pudding where it's like with football. Like, people can't get out to the games because of COVID. And I was reading an article the other day from New South Wales Rugby League that they they had like 85,000 streams. It wasn't even their grand final, but the, it was um, some group game. Um, down, down south, and it was their preliminary final. They had eighty-five thousand hits. Wow, that's huge. So, um, and look, look. Let's face it. They're not, a, they're not going to get full tilt with the crowds. And New, the New South Wales government knows there are going to be a lot of people travelling to Byron Bay for, for like, like a Blues fest. I think it can go ahead, but the, pr- the thing is, it's a logistic thing. wipe like, you're going to have to have it like in a stadium. They're not going to be able to have multiple stages. People are going to have to have Certain seats, so um, it'd almost be willing to sell it to the Queensland government. They get a cut out of it and have it at Seabus or Metricon, and where the laws are a little bit more relaxed.
1: But um, but I think half of the Blues Fest appeal is it's in Byron Bay, even though it's not really. It's in nearly in Yelgin, but uh, people. People are coming half for the music and half for the
0: experience. Exactly. The experience of running your running your <laughs> p- paws and your <laughs> and your and your kicks in like free inch thick of
1: mud. <laughs> I tell you what though, <laughs> wait. India are teeing off here. India are teeing off here and having a crack at the Aussies. They got a big task ahead of them, but they're making it a contest. I tell you
0: what though, you wouldn't want to be a a gumboot owner in July last year, because gumboots were the hottest sale during that splendor period. I remember, I remember about three or four years ago when um splendor on the grass was one, and I'm not even fucking kidding. From Byron Bay, even further south, up to nearly up to Brisbane, gumboots sold out everywhere. I actually tried to find some for my. Um, I actually, I think it was one of, my sister or my brother who went to Splendour and they asked me to get. A, I was up at Rabina, and I was like, um, "Let's track track me down some gum boots to bring back to Byron." And they were all sold out at Rabina Town Centre. But we obviously know um, festivals down in Byron last year, and like you, that people would have people are actually doing like bootleg, like no pun intended, bootlegged sales of gum boots, like just buying batches of them and it's like the hoarders of all the panic buy and they that's probably one thing they've got in common at the moment but you know it's a bit, like bad business being a like a gumboot owner at the moment well it's good
1: business if you've got gumboots in stock and it's me...
0: and you can hear that in now six down washington sundara just nicks one
1: into a second slip we're in commentary mode now, Shory. We are, fantastic. Got the binoculars on, focusing on Steve Smith. He's got a big smile on his face. The Aussies are up, looks like we could get a win here. I've been barracking for the Indians to make it a contest, but at the end of the day, you want your home team to, to come up with the biscuits. And it looks like he's dragging off his back like that comical duck when when you get out for a duck. Sorry, walk. that was actually Richard Pant.
0: He was being a bit of a, like, he took something out of your textbook and being a pest last week. He smacked Australia around the park at the SCG last week. About I was watching it. It was on that fifth day, and he just... Wait, did he get 100? No, I think he was in somewhere, like, it was in the teens. Oh, not in the teens, sorry, in the double, high double digits. But So, India now, 6
1: for 186. And he got he got 23 of 29 deliveries then, which is obviously a good clip in test match cricket. They've been exciting to watch. Richard Pant is a huge pest. I love him. He's behind the stumps just giving it to him the whole time. He's good how would you how would you be if you're a wicket keeper, Shari? I'd be quiet and reserved and I bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be a good spot to give him a bit of chat. That's for sure. Uh, but you'd be out there it'd be it's kind of awkward because it's easy to give someone on a rugby pitch, on a rugby field, You tackle someone, you know. This is thoroughly enjoyable, Dwayne. I'm quite enjoying myself here.
0: So, yeah,
1: so as I was saying about, um,
0: what was it? About, um, so we're talking about, we're talking about the beers and, and when I was in Canada, I went to a, a Major League Soccer game and, um, we just wait for Pat Cummings to come in. through the gap. Yeah, so I went to a major league soccer game and Canada were like, they were wandering. You were talking about if we were gonna be wandered at the front gates here. If you go to the toilet and then you go back to your old, you get wandered after every time you go to the toilet. Oh, but
1: they, they put a metal detecting wand over you. Yes,
0: every wow. time you go through a gate, but I was drinking beers like they were 4x gold over there, and it's anything but. Yeah. They were they're full nitrous Bubwisers. Yeah.
1: With well, the Canadians, uh, they don't shy away from a strong IPA. I can tell you that much from my interactions with them.
0: Yeah. So there's no messing about when it comes to beers in Canada. So because I had about 12 of them, and they and they deliver them to you. Like if you want to, you yeah. can get them. You get.
1: Get them delivered to you in your seat. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? I wouldn't <laughs> mind, actually, another couple now. Do we need to pause the podcast for that?
0: Oh, no, we'll, we'll hang on for the next 10 or 15. I'm still going here.
1: <laughs> That's It's thirsty work talking to you, Shari. I bet it is. I don't get paid enough. Oh, oh cracking shit. That sound. I'm not sure if you can hear it on the recording, but the sound of... The bat on the ball is special. That's four runs. I don't know what India's strategy are here because Australia to win, it doesn't look like they're paying for the draw. Because if they're paying for the draw, they would be slowing play down. They've only got four wickets in hand to try to get 370 runs, which looks difficult from here. Don't they want to preserve their wicket and try to bide time to take home the trophy?
0: It's a tough one, but... and you take the trophy home on a draw. That's the thing what I was saying before. But it uh, looks I, like...
1: It doesn't look like they're playing for a draw. They're playing attacking cricket here.
0: Yeah, 6 ninety nine. So,
1: um... still about 170-odd down. They just want to get to the second innings and have a really good crack and see if they can, um... make up the deficit. So, after I had those beers in Canada, I was telling you, it was, um it knocked me for
0: fucking six like it just, they they just load them and it's and it's like makes me think either they're the legit article and or here they're basically it's like post mix and you're put and where you and
1: i are paying nine dollars a run for them well mine's ten dollars fifty yours is nine dollars to be honest so your your rounds i win out i'm making money here actually <laughs>
0: So, so we're here at the Gabba. Here for the Dueno podcast. Like, I was always thinking out how it'd be if we're doing shit like this remotely. Shory, it's um, certainly, it's certainly, through some challenges. But this has been a lot of fun. We have to do more of this often.
1: I think so too. I much prefer being in person. I much prefer the audio version rather than the video, so you don't get to see... Um, so you don't show your hand with your Bobcatter hat.
0: You're not You're not far off Queensland is what you think, Shory.
1: No, not at all. It's only a 45-minute drive up there. I mean in a personal sense. <laughs> I know. I mean, I mean um, physically and spiritually.
0: Rightio. So,
1: in you just on the cusp of 200.
0: Four wickets in hand. So, sure, he's gunning for a beer. He's, as I said, AA might be coming to him quicker than most people these days. He's got a big, big night ahead. So, it's my shout now. So, I'm probably going to now have to go and head on down. I'll have to make it stop for food. But, so that's episode 22 of the Dueno podcast here on location. Hopefully enjoy it. It's something a bit different. And, um... We'll get back to uh, making fun of our Sunday afternoon. Be sure to check the next podcast. Be, of course, like us on YouTube, Spotify, and Instagram. And no doubt we've got some um, we just see Hazelwood come in. Oh, good sharp ball from Hazelwood. So be sure to like everything that where you find your podcast. And until then, we'll catch up with you in the coming week for the next one. I've got to wake and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.